it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Further your future with the postgraduate course at the Institute of Art, Design and Technology, Dunleary. Join us for our virtual open evening on Wednesday, 19th of April at 7 p.m. Find out about our unique industry-focused postgraduate courses in film and media, UX design, cyber psychology, equality, diversity and inclusion, business, art and design. IADT Postgraduate Open Evening, Wednesday the 19th of April at 7pm. Visit iadt.ie. Your alternative talk radio contact, the planet, kgraradio.com. Infinite complacency. People went to and fro the earth about their little affairs, serene in the assurance of their dominion over this small, binning fragment of solar driftwood, which by chance or design, man has inherited out of the dark mystery of time and space. Welcome to another episode of Into the Fray, leering at you from the woodline. Visit the mothership at intothefrayradio.com. There you can find all the episodes, the blog posts, ITF gear, and sign up for the free guest newsletter. The weekly show is, of course, always free and available in all podcatchers, but if you'd like to support the show, and why wouldn't you, go to the website and click Become an Insider which in turn gets you extra content each and every month. And by the way, if you would be so kind as to leave a rating and review in your listening platform of choice, Cosmic Karma shall be yours. Be part of the discussion by joining the interactive ITF Facebook group. Follow on Twitter at ITF underscore radio and Instagram. If you have an experience that you'd like to share, email Shannon at into the fray radio.com or call the hotline anytime at 844-866-3366 thanks so much for listening now if you would be so kind buckle up your safety belts put that tray table in the upright position liftoff is upon us
So on this edition of Into the Fray, I have back on with me Max Hawthorne, and he was the guest on episode 114. Yes, folks, I did take the time to look it up. Episode 114 was They Came from the Depths, and we, of course, were talking about the large aquatic dwellers that may still be in existence. And Max did something that caused quite the little stir, and we're finally back to talk about it and cover the entire situation and, and jar, jabber jibber a little bit about it. Um, but you teased about a road sighting that you had and you wouldn't hint at all as to what it was. So yeah, that's what we're doing here today. So welcome back, Max. Well, thank you, Shannon. It is an honor and a privilege to be here as well, always. Well, thank you, sir. Same to you. Yeah, I got a number of not inundated or anything, nothing crazy, Nobody was cussing at me, which was nice, but there were a couple like, really? You're just going to leave us hanging like that? Like, that's so mean. So um, people were quite excited to hear about this, so I'm excited to hear the whole thing in, in detail. Yeah, I don't know where you want to start with this thing. I don't even know how to lead into it, so wherever you would like to start. Well, uh, first of all, I would start by saying that it wasn't my intention to be on your show before and tease people or anything like that. You know, we were having a little conversation and mm-hmm. asked about, you know, sightings I'd had. And that was the most uh, unusual experience, to be honest, of that nature. But I really wasn't comfortable getting into it or whatnot, uh, as people will probably understand. But I figured that enough, so much time has passed. I mean, it's been a good 14 or 15 months at this point. I don't want it to get to the point where you know, you start to forget details or whatnot. And to be perfectly honest, it's just such an intriguing story that uh, I guess when I thought about the bigger scheme of things, I guess I I might as well get out there and say it. Yeah. I mean, it's not my forte per se, meaning that, as you know, I'm a novelist and my, the books I write are, basically science fiction. Uh, it's like a sub genre of horror called Marine Terror, almost like Jurassic Park type stuff. So my area of expertise, honestly, is prehistoric reptiles, fish, prehistoric animals, things of that nature. You wouldn't expect me to have an experience like this. You know, I certainly didn't, let's put it that way, which is why I'm so mind blowing. But anyway, should I, I'll just dive into it then. Yeah, sounds good. So the exact date was November 22nd. 2016. I know this for a fact because I had actually uh, sent out a little email to some couple friends about it and got a response back. And I found the email, so I know the exact date. And what had happened is, I, I first of all, I live in Pennsylvania, in Bucks County, and this encounter took place in Bucks County. I'm not going to you know, pinpoint the location more than that right. uh, for a variety of reasons, uh, but I had picked up my daughter uh, from school and from aftercare, we were driving home. It was obviously nighttime because it was winter. And uh, it was a very, I remember it being a very blustery night. Uh, There was some snow flurries, but the temperatures were probably in the mid thirties at this point. So the snow wasn't sticking. It wasn't coming down like heavy or anything like that, but it was very windy. You could see it. swirling around and dancing along the ground and so forth. So we were driving along and we were going through this one area 
and most of the houses in the area have a lot of woods around them, right up behind them, things of that nature. And that was the situation here. It was like a development that we were going through, but the woods were a hundred feet away, let's say. Mm -hmm. And I would assume that has some bearing on it. Uh, we were driving up a, uh, a hill and I was driving very slowly at this point, first of all, because there's a lot of children in the area. Secondly, it was nighttime and obviously a little bit of snow blowing around, et cetera. So, you know, you want to be a little cautious to begin with. And we were going up the hill and about, I'm going to guess at this point, it was 50 or 60 feet from my truck. I saw something small in the road on the actual asphalt of the street ahead of us. Uh, it was like a dark, smallish thing in my headlights. And I thought initially that it was a piece of debris or a small box, you know, like maybe a four or five inch box or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I remember I, I, you know, said out loud, uh-oh, we've got something in the road. You know, my little one, she was seven at the time, was in the back seat. And she ended up seeing it because when I said that, she leaned sideways to her car seat and she was, you know, looking ahead. So at this point, I still thought it was a piece of debris of some kind or a box, like I said. And my plan was to straddle it with my tires, you know, for safety's sake. Right. It could have been a box of nails, you know, some glass in there, whatever. So I slowed down even more. I would say I was probably doing five miles an hour at this point. And uh, I was kind of like centering myself, like I said, to straddle it. And it seemed to like start moving. And like I said, it was windy out and what. And I, uh, so I told myself, or I, I assumed at first, and then I tried to tell myself when things started getting weirder, that it was some sort of box and that this dark thing that was popping up was actually like the flap of the box and that the wind was causing that. Mm -hmm. But I got closer and closer. And when I was about, I'm going to say 30 feet from it, maybe it seemed to start to quote, stand up or something. I uh, like, like it kind of raised itself up a little bit. And I saw what I, at first I thought was like the face of an animal. It, uh, it was kind of like a grayish, coloration keep in mind i have powerful fog lights and headlights but my impression was it was like a dark almost like grayish coloration and uh it had a, a face which sort of was not a person's but it wasn't an animal's it uh its eyes were dark but they were closed i guess because it had headlights in its face and its mouth had opened and it looked to me very upset or very angry i don't know if it was angry or if it was terrified that a you know a huge suv was coming toward it or what but uh it definitely gave off that impression let's say and i was remember i was staring at it and i was thinking is that an animal uh, i'm like looking at it you know, like even squinting you know and at this point i would say it sort of like was like pushing itself upright and i would say it was about a foot tall on a guess you know, maybe a little bit more. Um, and when I got even closer to it, 
like uh, to the point you would start to lose it, let's say, over your the edge of your hood. Mm-hmm. Then this this was the craziest part. It sort of like sprang up into the air. And when I say sprang up, like all of a sudden it was in the air and suspended in the air, I would say maybe 15 or 20 feet from where I was sitting, keeping in mind like the, you know, where I'm seated in the front seat and then the distance to the front of the truck and then maybe another 10, 15 feet past that, let's say. But it springs up and it's suspended there and it had wings. And I was looking right at it. It had two sets of wings and the wings, like, like you could see its body first off. It was sort of like, I would say sort of built like a biped, but it, if it was a biped, and I think it was because I saw it pushing itself up with arms of some kind, its limbs were all like tucked in like mm-hmm. a straight line. Okay. I don't know if that was for streamlining or what, but the thing that really drew my, my greatest attention was these wings and the wings were like, like at first glance were reminiscent of a dragonflies meaning they were insect type wings. They were oval shaped, like first off a draw, a dragonfly's wings are tapered. If you've ever seen one, mm-hmm. you know, they start off kind of almost square where they connected the body and then they kind of taper towards the tips a little bit and they vary. This creature, whatever it was, had matched set of wings that were the same size, but they were a little more oval shaped than a dragonfly's. They were long, like wide. Uh, I mean, I sent you the sketch I drew of it, but they, uh, you know, they weren't tapered, let's say. They were very symmetrical. And the wings were clear, just like an insect's. Uh, They were highly illuminated by my headlights at this point, and they were vibrating at a a pretty high speed. You could see them, but they were definitely like, you know, twitching really fast. And I guess it was doing this to kind of hover or hold position. And I was shocked. I mean, first of all, it was not a small thing, meaning that, like, at first glance, I thought its wingspan was only a couple feet. But then later, like, my daughter and I, like, we used, like, a table for reference to measure it out, distance and whatnot. And its wingspan was probably three or closer to four feet, I guess. Mm. Um, I could also tell you that the, uh, the wings were very large in comparison to the body, meaning that, like you'll see like uh, on these movies and TV shows, you know, a, a creature that's got wings that are as big as it is tall and it's able to fly. Right. Like a human, like Hawkman or something like that. And it's ridiculous. If you look at a bird of prey, you know, an eagle might be 18 inches tall and have a six foot wingspan or something like that. I mean, I'm, I'm guesstimated. My point is, is that this creature's wings were very large in proportion to its body. I would say altogether, maybe four times as wide as it was tall. On a guess. Um, it held position there. And it, like I said, it was fluttering. And at this point, I was like, I came to a full stop. And it was literally suspended, whatever, 20 feet from me for a couple seconds. And I, I, I froze at this point, And I was staring right at it. And I, I don't usually utilize colorful metaphors in front of my, uh, my child, but mm-hmm. I literally said out loud, I said, what the hell is that? And she was like, it's a fairy, daddy. It's a fairy. Like that. And then right as she said that, this thing like exploded upward, like an incredibly powerful flyer. And it just went 
whoosh, like straight up over the truck, and it was gone. And it was like the most astonishing thing. So I drove the rest of the way home, pulled into the driveway, and as you might imagine, I was a little freaked out. I mean, I have a pretty good knowledge of natural history, and since the, uh, I guess, the Cambrian period or something like that, there hasn't been an insect first of that size in the existence of the existence of the world. Uh, there was a prehistoric dragonfly. I think his name was Meganopter or something like that during the Cambrian, but this was not a dragonfly. It was actually even bigger than that dragonfly, and no insect could survive in 30 degree temperatures mm -hmm. in the middle. This is effectively winter at this point in, in a snowstorm. So went into the house and uh, my wife didn't want to hear it. She thought we were both out of our minds, obviously, and whatnot, which may or may not be true. But anyway, <laughs> so then I like I'm trying to convince myself it was a bat. Yeah, that that was it. It, it had to have been a bat. You know, like when your area of expertise, like I said, is like, you know, people ask me, like, you know, what, what have you seen on the water? What kind of like, have you seen any insane creatures, something you couldn't explain and things like that? You know, and I've had some weird misadventures in the water. But the last thing I expected to see was what my daughter was calling a fairy, you know, hovering in front of me in my truck, in my headlights, you know, on, in, in, a, in a development, you know, surrounded by houses. So... I go online and I start looking up bats and I find out like the biggest bat in the country is the big brown bat and it's only like 14 inches across or something like that. But I knew it wasn't a bat because I saw its wings and bats don't have wings like that. You know, this wasn't wings made out of like, you know, finger bones and skin stretched out as a membrane and things of that nature. Now this creature had wings like a huge insect. And it was just the most astonishing thing to see. So many questions. Um, hair. Did it have any hair in its head? I did not get to see its, uh, like, when it was suspended. I, well, when it was on the ground. So, oh, this, this was another thing. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to I didn't see any hair. Okay. The head was a little, like, kind of conical shape. Mm. It looked different. And this is going to sound insane, but when it was on the ground, it looked different than when it was in the air. Hmm. Meaning that when it was on the ground, like, like I could sketch its face. It might be a little scary, to be honest. It was sort of reminiscent of, um, have you ever seen the movie The Golden Voyage of Sinbad? Uh, no. Okay. Well, but I will look it up after we get, get off. There's a creature in there called a homunculus. Okay. And it, it was sort of reminiscent of that um, when it was on the ground. Okay. A little bit. It, its face was almost like a kabuki mask. Oh. Like, but dark. God. Not with colors or anything like that. Okay. You know, like a very, if you picture like a very angry, like kabuki type mask, but not like, it's kind of hard to explain. I have like a collection of tribal maps staring at me. And that one actually bears a resemblance to what this thing sort of looked like. But uh, when it was in the air, 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumpacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It seemed different. Like, it, it's, it was like, um, well, first of all, the wings were clear, but the whole creature had like a silvery whitish look to it. Like it, it, it was almost like, I don't use the word translucent, you know, but it, it, it kind of had this ethereal quality to it. And it sort of seemed like it, I don't know if it just gathered its energy, let's say, that, that might sound a little weird, but, you know, maybe the headlights was contributing to this, but it looked more like whitish and silvery mm. when it was headlights and suspended there right. before it, you know, really gathered itself and took off like a missile. And... I think that it was hurt, like it, when it was on the ground. Like I mean, it was a you know, there was a lot of wind. Maybe it got disoriented, crashed into a power line. I, I mean, I don't know. You know, maybe it. it I have no idea, you know, to be honest. I mean, but it, it just didn't look the same colors when it was airborne. Hmm. If that makes any sense. I mean, I, uh, I Googled really quickly um, homunculus from Sinbad. And the closest thing, if I'm just talking about the face alone, it looks a lot like the head gremlin from Gremlins. I think his name was Spike. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That, that's the closest thing that I can think of. But it, everyone should just go and, and Google homunculus really quickly. I'm sure that you don't probably want to maybe relive it by sketching it or anything. So it's easy for people to Google that. Yeah. But... The color was definitely, like I said, when it was on the ground. But it, I could tell you this. It looked very upset or angry mm. when I was, like, approaching it with the truck, which I guess would be understandable if you had, you know, a 20-foot-tall vehicle with enormous right. lights bearing down on you. You know, it looked – it was almost frightening-looking. You know, like – Yeah. Like, I That – I mean, you probably were trying to – process it a little differently and maybe reacting to it instantly differently than your daughter your daughter actually seemed like she was more excited about it right she's like a fairy a fairy it wasn't like oh my gosh dad what the heck is that she wasn't very worried about it 
Well, see, she believes in such things. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that she saw it because she was starting to not believe in Santa Claus until this happened. And yeah, that'll, that kind of changed help. her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her whole dynamic shifted. But so me, I'm looking at it as fairies aren't real. That's impossible. What the heck am I staring at? You know, it's like your whole reality all of a sudden just kind of like whoosh, flies out the window. And you're trying to ground yourself and figure out what exactly, you know, am I staring at here? Um, I, I mean, I tell you, like, I had to tell her to not tell her friends in school about it. Right. Because, you know, they were mocking her and making fun of her and things like that. Yeah. Last thing I need is my daughter duffing out some girl in her class or something. And then I have to go down there. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, that's, uh, I told her, I said, look, I said, don't worry about what they think. Okay, you keep it to yourself. You saw it. I saw it. You saw it because you're special. Just because they've never seen anything like that or they don't believe, it doesn't really matter. Okay, you know, you got to see this thing because of who and what you are. So I was able to, you know, get around that. But, you know, I didn't, like, I told, first of all, like, back then I I had an agent and I, uh, she was really big into this stuff, you know, fairies and all sorts of creatures like that. And I, called her up and I told her what we had seen. And I'm not saying it was a fairy. That's just, you know, what my daughter was calling it. And she said it was what she called a brownie. Now I have no expertise in in fairy creatures or anything like that. I'm not going to pretend to, uh, that it was larger than a regular fairy, uh, that these creatures lived in the forest, high up in trees and the hot and hollow trees and things of that nature. And they feed on fruit, berries, that type of stuff. Um, but then she started trying to talk me out of it as if I didn't actually see it Hmm. or trying to explain it away and whatnot. And I don't know if it was because she was jealous that she didn't get to experience that herself or she professed to believe in such things and then didn't really, you know, it was just, you know, but that's what she was telling me initially that it was a brownie. Um, I spoke to a, a media rep of mine and being a novelist that writes about sea monsters once again, uh, he didn't want me, you know, coming out about it. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, you don't have any proof other than a drawing that you did, you know. And he was that was true. I mean, if I'd had a dash cam, this thing would have been right in my sights, and you know, I would have been on like the Tonight Show or something like that. Yeah, it would have been like, oh my god. But uh, he felt that people would think that. I was like off the wall or looking for attention to tell a story like this or who knows what. And yeah, he didn't really feel like I should come out and say anything about it. Half the reason why I sat on it for as long as I have. But uh, I'm sorry. But anyway, it didn't have any hair that I saw. and uh, But the head was kind of like conical shaped a little bit at the top. Like it came to a sort of like a peak a little bit. Um, my daughter said that that was its hair you know, kind of tied up and stuff, but mm. I don't know. I didn't have time to see hair. I was staring at these big clear wings and right. trying to figure out why what I first I thought was a giant dragonfly from the time of the dinosaurs was, you know, in this little town, the street, in the middle of a snowstorm staring at me. Now what about you said the eyes were closed initially. Did it ever open its eyes once it, it took flight? It was hovering. It was, it was at the distance. It was. It was hard for me to see features, to be honest. And like the eyes were 
in my opinion, my impression was they were dark. Okay. I can't say it at, you know, from 20 feet away right. that I could see it clearly because it was only suspended for two seconds, let's say. And I really, the wings had utterly absorbed my attention. Like I looked at the whole thing, you know, uh, like, I'm like, wow, this creature, you know, it, it really was beautiful to see when it was flying. It's, uh, you know, it looked like ethereal, you know, and it was a very powerful flyer. You could tell because it was in high wind and it was holding its position vertically, like six feet off the ground or something like that. Mm. And just staring at me like, and the wings were like, like vibrating, like, like a hummingbirds, you know, I don't think it was quite that fast though, but, uh, and it was just there, you know, and then it, she was like yelling and yelling and I went, and it was gone. You said all the limbs were tucked in, meaning that even at the knees, if you could even, I don't know if we can label them knees, but we'll just call it that for now. The knees were, were flexed um, and bent so you couldn't see any feet or anything? No, I, want, like, I, I definitely think it was bipedal because I saw it pushing itself up as it was like raging at me. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. You know, it, it was, it almost had like the look like, like when a child's born. And they, you know, they start screaming, you know, they're like, ah! I know this because I experienced it when my daughter was born, mm-hmm. but it, it had that angry, frightened look, look to it, but it was kind of pushing itself up with these arms, like it was rising up that way. And I got the impression that it stood up, but when it was at a little distance like that with, you know, and suspended, we'll call it everything like in the center was like almost like a straight line. So any knees or anything like that, whatever it had, would have been like probably its legs would have been bent a little bit, I guess. No, but the wings were substantially larger than the body. Yeah, I could see where the wings would take over your focus. I could completely see that. Uh, that would be pretty pretty mesmerizing, I think. Uh, I don't mean for this to sound like a ridiculous question, but because you know we've as a cursory word, named it a fairy. And then even your uh, your friend or your past agent, uh, that first woman you spoke of, um, she brought up brownies. Well, sometimes they're known to wear clothes. Did you get any hint that it had any sort of clothing on? No, I, I, I didn't. Because when I first approached it, I was staring at its face. And uh, the face was like, it was face down as we were driving toward it. And when it looked up, the first thing I saw was this face. And like I said, I was like, it's not a box. I'm like, is that, and I, I leaned forward. I was like, is that an animal? You know, and I was looking at it and I saw its expression and it's like, 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 I'm sure it was making noise, but with the truck windows closed, obviously we didn't hear anything. And then it just kind of went whoosh, jumped up. And then I was like, what the heck? And then it was in front of the car and it was in the air. So, I, I mean, I have no idea what you would define this thing as. You know, a few friends of mine that are uh, into the Mothman, as it's known, were claiming that it was a baby Mothman. And I looked at the Mothman reports, et cetera, and the size, it could have been a young creature like that. But if this was a Mothman, it looks nothing like what people say in terms of these sightings. Mm. 
And it looks nothing like the descriptions and statues and drawings that I've seen. This creature had enormous wings, but they were insect-like wings. They were paired sets, oval shape, clear, very strong flyer, not big, you know, kind of silvery, whitish looking. Well, again, it was in my headlights, but, you know, it looked, when it was close up, it didn't look silvery white or anything like that. You know, but if, if it was a, a young or a baby Mothman, as it's called, it doesn't, Mothman don't look like what people think, right. what they say, right. okay? And I'm not saying that, you know, Mothman don't exist or anything like that. I'm saying is what I witnessed, the creature that I saw, doesn't match those descriptions, you know? It could have been an extraterrestrial for all I know. Seriously, I mean, I'm looking at this thing. You know, it could be, this creature could be what is interpreted as angels. I mean, anything is possible. When you see something crazy like this that goes against everything that your, norm, your normal day-to-day activities and what you believe is reality or is not, and you're staring at something like this, you have to be open to any type of possibilities or interpretations. Oh, I, I, mean, I don't tell you what I saw, what we saw, but I don't know what it was, you know? I find the idea that you think it was injured really interesting and probably really plausible because it seems like it was an intelligent creature and you would think that they would be avoiding roads where they it would seem like they would know to avoid, but a lot of animals, eh, they're not that smart, so who knows? But do you recall if, and this is a really specific thing, it's probably mm-hmm. not even going to be valid, but going off the idea that it was injured, was it actually like, um, you know, like you would just sit back on your heels and almost be in a full, full, like, uh, squat position, or was it more set up like, like a, like a runner in a more crouched position with one leg forward, one leg back, like, because the way that you said it sprang up, I'm just trying to picture how it was, you know, how that motion was executed. Mm-hmm. Well, first off, um, the area where the, the creature, this fairy, for want of a better word, was seen, uh, even though there are houses there, like I said, there's tons of woods around there. And it's not far from our development. And, I mean, I had huge cat tracks on my, in the snow on my lawn two weeks ago mm. that could only be from a mountain lion. Oh, boy. Uh, the other day, I had 11 you know, beautiful deer prancing through the yard. Uh, last week, I had 41 wild turkeys hanging out together. <laughs> I mean, so there are many, many, there's a lot of wildlife. We have bobcats, we have huge mule deer, et cetera. So in that area, there is a ton of wildlife there's it's really the country there's farms and things of that nature so it wouldn't surprise me if a creature like this lives in the woods for it to be around there but would it being so close like i said would it being dark windy blinding snow it, it really didn't surprise me and i think the only reason that you would encounter something like this is that it gets disoriented or hurt or something like that yeah. and ends up unable to avoid, let's say, an encounter with a human being. Um, when I first saw it, it literally was face down and facing, like its head was towards us. as we, And we were driving straight at, let's say, its head. Like if it was literally lying down on its face, head first towards us. Um, and it looked smaller like that because you were kind of getting, you know, the distance shot. If you were looking at a person from straight above them looking down, all you would see is their the crown of their head and their shoulders. Right. See? So 
Um, and it was larger than that when it started to get up. But I couldn't really tell you, you know, this is a quick thing. It kind of like started to rise up and it probably was crouched or something like that. But I was like kind of staring at this little face. And then as I was getting, you got to remember, I'm getting closer and closer to it. And it was like almost going to disappear at the edge of my hood, meaning I would have run over it, not or straddle it, let's say. And then it kind of like went, it was very fast when it moved and when it wanted to move, when it, it, it was a quick thing. And when it was in the air, I think it deliberately like held its position there for a few seconds and it was looking at us. I think it was, I don't know if it was curious, if it was studying, if it was, you know, like, like thinking about, you know, oh, I'm going to get you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you don't want to know. And I also like the point where you said it's, so its mouth is open at one point and you're like the windows were up of the truck and I'm sure it was windy and all sorts of noise and, very muffled sounds, if anything. But I bet you're probably a little happy you didn't hear maybe the noise it would make. It would seem like that would just keep me up at night if it was making some sort of a horrible screech or a scream or whatever it was doing. It it reminded me when when I was a, a teenager, we had a one of those have a hard traps and we had put it down in Fairmount Park. And we, uh, as kids, we caught an opossum, which of course we let go. And the opossum was very distressed and very upset and angry about being caged. Mm -hmm. And it, it gave me that same sort of vibe, that kind of like, like almost like a hissing, like ferocious, like, you know, get away from me type of thing or something like that. You know, but I remember that I saw the mouth open and it was like, like this, like I, I pictured it going like, ah, or something like that, you know? Right. And, it, but it, it sort of had a humanoid face. I mean, I saw the face. It wasn't human. You know, it was something else. Can you, I mean, as best as you can, can you describe each of the features and maybe what kind of proportions they were with each other? I mean, you've already mentioned homunculus, but. All I could tell you is, you gotta, like I said, this was only a, a couple of seconds, you know, and it's dark and all that, but it was brightly lit. The eyes were closed. Like they, they seemed to be dark but they were closed or almost closed. And I guess that's because it had these headlights blasting in its face. So if you had like enormous lights, like search lights coming at you, I'm sure you'd be squinting also, mm -hmm. but I, the mouth was pretty large in comparison to the, the head larger than a person's. Let's put it that way. Um, but other than that, and it's a general, like I said, it gave me like a kabuki like impression you know, I really couldn't give you specific measurements. I'd have to like try and sit down and you know pick my brain and try and like sketch and draw and you know, get a thing like a, like a take on it. Let's right, say. right. But it was definitely upset, hundred percent angry, upset. You know, probably some fear also. But uh, you know, it wasn't a happy camper. You know, if you were lying face down in a you know, frozen street with snow piling down on you and you were injured and all of a sudden this big truck's coming at you, you know, you'd probably gather yourself and want to get out of Dodge pretty quickly. So. Yeah, it does make you wonder what in the hell was it doing in the middle of the road like that in conditions like that? And if you hadn't come along, you know, if the neighborhood was really quiet that evening for some reason, well, I mean, what would have happened? Would it have just stayed there? Would it have been frozen? We'd finally I, prove these things? I mean, what was it doing? 
Well, when I was a kid, and I had a lot of experience with animals apparently as a kid, but uh, I had a bat as a pet. That is and, amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, it had actually hit like um, a streetlight or something oh. in our neighborhood in Southwest Philly and crashed. And it was hurt. And so I took it in and kept it for a pet for a while. And eventually, I guess its wing healed and you know, we let it go. But uh, so I have some experience with bats, first of all. And uh, this thing was not a bat. It's like that 110%. But uh, so I guess that it's a similar type of thing, whether the bat that I caught or whatever that fluttered down, it was just a, a summer night and it was clear out and what it must have gotten discombobulated or it was dodging something else and it smacked into something and it crashed. So I would think in, you know, windy, snowing, blinding, cold conditions, you know, it wouldn't surprise me for something like that to happen. Yeah. Just in a little bit of shock there. Well, I mean, it sounds like if anything, you guys probably helped it out a little bit because it's like, okay, time to get out of here a little bit too close to the, the humans on this one. Well, you know, I, uh, we actually, and I blame this for my ex-agent for the whole suggestion about the, the woods and all that stuff. But we went back to that area in the spring, like a couple of idiots. <laughs> no way. I think it's great that you did that. I had that jotted down. Did you guys, you know, have you gone back? Have you looked yeah. into it at all? Yeah. I mean, the first thing is what I should have done, still should do, to be honest, because I know the exact spot where it was, is I should go back there like with a Geiger counter or something. And check that specific area mm -hmm. because if this thing was like of an extraterrestrial nature, which people will scoff at, but whatever, maybe it, it had some sort of radioactive signature to it. I don't mm -hmm. know. But what we did do is my daughter and I more as a joke or to humor her or whatnot was uh, we went into the woods immediately in that area and we brought a, uh, a bowl of uh, fresh, large blueberries and some strawberries. And we went into the woods. And I can't believe I'm telling you this. <laughs> don't worry. I don't think it's that crazy because I would have done the same thing. So we went into the woods. And, uh, and this is the woods. I mean, we're talking thick woods here, okay? And we found a tree stump. Uh, and we, a flat tree stump. Somebody had at one point saw down this particular tree. And we sat the bowl on there. And we uh, decided we were going to sit around and wait and see if we could entice these creatures based on my uh, then agent's description, et cetera, into coming down and communicating with us. And uh, I will tell you, I was armed. I uh, had a, a sidearm on me, uh, not per se because I'd be uh, afraid of a fairy or something like that, but you don't know what kind of animals are in the woods, including yeah. the bipedal variety that... Uh, mm -hmm you know, usually seen in the news nowadays. But anyway, so... Even the hairless bipedal variety can be very scary, so it's always good to go armed. That's what I'm talking about, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, and uh, we we made a little speech, you know, the whole, we mean you no harm, we didn't tell anybody about what happened, although that changes now, obviously. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you got, you know, want to speak, whatever, you know, nothing came of it. Um, we stayed there for an hour or something like that. We left. We came back the following morning, and the uh, the fruit was gone, which, of course, comes as no surprise. 
what was a surprise, though, was that the bowl was not knocked over. You know, if a deer was eating the stuff or even a squirrel raccoon, you would have thought it would have been knocked over, knocked down, something like that. But the fruit was all gone, picked clean, uh, and uh, just the empty bowl sitting there. Mm. And then I was like, well, maybe a person ate it. And then my daughter was like, Daddy, there's a Shrek where the waffles are sitting in the middle of the woods and it's a trap. She goes, would any person in their right mind walking through the woods see a bowl of berries and decide, oh, I'm just going to. Yeah. She's smart girl. That's smart girl right there. Yeah. It wouldn't be smart to do that. I mean, so. No, that, that doesn't mean anything, obviously. It's just as a lark, let's say we went back and did that, but nothing came of it. Um, but, you know, that's all, uh, that's all I can tell you, really. You know, did it's just did a, you guys do that again with the bowl of fruit? Or have you gone back into the woods in that area at all? No, no. It's, you know, I, I sat on the story after that. You have to remember, it was, it, this happened in late November of 2016. Then we had the winter spring. You know, I don't want to sit around in the woods like yeah. some oh with berries to give out and stuff. So you have books to write. People get upset when you don't, right? Um, they do. Yeah. So I bet every time you or both you and your daughter are driving by that spot each way, going and coming, you guys must just be wondering: Are we going to see anything like that again? Right? Well, she's. I mean, she has eagle eyes so she's always on the lookout for stuff and uh she i mean she saw some strange bird Mm. Uh, a few gosh let me think about this it would have been this past fall i guess maybe september or something like that there was a strange bird sitting on like a street sign near our development which is very woodsy and as we got close to it, it zipped straight up, you know, like, and it was gone. Mm. But I didn't get a good look at it. Like, she she thought it was a fairy. I didn't really see it. I saw it move, you know, but other than telling you that it was a gray-colored bird or something like that. Oh. Matching the colors of whatever you guys saw that night in November. Well, the only thing that was struck me as odd was the fact that it went vertically so, so mm-hmm. fast. You know, but, you know, the, it was a, it was a one-time thing. It was a, a, I mean, it was a thing to see. I wish I had a dash cam back then because it would blow people's minds to see this thing suspended there. Every entomologist in the country would be freaking out. <laughs> they would have heart attacks. Oh, some sort of giant winter dwelling insect that we don't know about, you know? Mm. And, uh, I mean, who knows what else, but, uh, yeah, it was... It was freaky. I mean, because straight out of the gate, I mean, you mentioned the county that you're in. And Bucks County, PA is very well known for UFO activity. There was a there was a flap. I don't remember the dates. I'm very bad with dates and years. And, of course, Bigfoot. There's lots of Bigfoot and UFO stuff. If some of them, is, they coalesce together, that's a whole other subject. But, um. You know, you you brought the fact you're like, well, it's just as scoffable to say fairy as it is. It could be something alien. We don't know. Did you or have you since looked at any reports around that time? Was there any UFO sightings? Or I mean, that's those are even few and far between. A lot of times, people they do what you do. They see something very strange and they won't really talk about it, and that's understandable. Um, 
I mean, I spoke to a few people. Uh, Julie Wrench, a friend of mine who's a cryptozoologist, she sent me some info on Native Americans. And it was interesting because Native American folklore uh, lists creatures that sound like European fairies. Mm -hmm. So it is interesting that that, um, that bridge exists already between two cultures, just like you have like Sasquatch reportings in Europe and Asia and things of that nature. And also here, um, it's an interesting coincidence at, the, at, at a minimum. There was this one thing that uh, she sent me called the little person mummy, which if you people want to look it up in Wikipedia, it's the San Pedro mountains mummy, which is this mummified small little creature or the upper half of it or something like that, but is apparently is considered to be uh, an anencephalic infant, I'm pronouncing that right, from about 1700 or something like that. But the, the general facial construction, let's say, of this little mummy would be somewhat along the lines of what I saw, and it was estimated to be around the same size, about a foot tall. Now, it doesn't mean anything, because that's if that's been scientists have concluded that it was uh, the skeletal remains of an infant or something, then it is what it is. But you know, what I saw was definitely not a person and nothing I've ever seen before. It wasn't a bug. It wasn't a bird. It wasn't a bat. I don't know what you call it. Would you want to see it again? Oh, Definitely. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Definitely. It was, uh, you know, in, in a safe setting. I don't want it to be very angry at me now that I'm coming on your show. <laughs> also, I start getting strange flat tires and <laughs> some sort of gremlin activity. You, you get like the um, the nasty uh, made out of bone, like the uh, throwing stars that the creature from Jeepers Creepers would make and throw at the bus, you know? That's what you're going to start yeah. getting. And then you're like, okay, I shouldn't have talked about it. It's uh, all shit. It's, yeah, it, it's okay. I'll take it. I'll, I will take the blame. <laughs> it just, um, I, I really wanted to know mm-hmm. what it was, though. You know, I mean, you, you find yourself in a situation like you, you don't have physical proof. You know, if, if I was out in the woods, I, I would have expected to encounter a Bigfoot before I would have seen what I had seen. I mean, I thought that's what the story was going to be when you said you had a road siding of something. 
I was like, oh, sweet. He was in PA. It's Bigfoot. I mean, that's where my mind immediately went. I'm sure this is the last thing you would ever think you would be, you would be witnessing. I bet you're happy that your daughter saw it there too. I am because uh, it, it rekindled her belief in magic and mm -hmm. fantasy and things of that nature when kids, you know, she's eight years old now and, you know, they start to lose that. Well, what about your belief in magic and whatnot? I mean, now that you've seen this, are you kind of like, wow, um, this kind of... Well, it makes you shocking. wonder what what else is really out there. Yeah. You know, I, I've investigated a lot of lake monster stuff and things of that nature, but uh, I know I'm a, a big Sasquatch fan. I've done so much research on the, that those particular hominids of a better term um but i mean if if fairies or whatever this thing was or are, are real who else knows about it and and what else is out there right you know i i crazy uh sam sheeran the guy that does the artwork for my website and back when i was having those guys on regularly for the co-host um <laughs> the intro stuff he uh i think he was in episode Oh, God, here we go again. Two or three. It was early on, very first episodes of the show when I was introducing everyone to Ryan and to Sam. And this was in Britain. And he was a younger lad. But, and this one bothers him. And it, every once in a while, I'll rib him about it. And uh, he's like, just be quiet. But he he saw basically a grasshopper, a huge grasshopper with a human-like face. And it, it terrified him. I mean, he was just a kid. And I think in this instance, it was chasing he and a friend. It was pretty bad. But, um, yeah. I mean, these things are out there, obviously. I, I don't see people wanting to come up with stories like this. Because, I mean, look how long you've sat on this. Because you're like, God, I don't even know if I should let this out there. I don't know if I should bring this up. Well, you... You definitely risk ridicule when you, you know, go public with something like this. I mean, I wouldn't push to go on Fox News or something like that. Right, it. no. Especially without at least a picture or something like that. But it, it was something that deserves to be told and to not be forgotten. You know, the, the sketch I sent you is as close as I could, you know, get to it. You know, that was like what was going on, you know, the layout, the sidewalks on either side, the street, the lighting, and this thing suspended there. It was just, yeah, I, I tell you, what, I will say this. I really feel like it somehow, like it was able to like channel some sort of energy, let's say, mm. meaning that, and maybe it's natural state is like a, it's more brightly colored or what maybe it would look darker because it was injured or hurt or I don't know what, but I think that once it got airborne, it was almost like energized. Like it, it, it like kind of like pulled itself together, you know, like a, like a, a bird or something like spreading its wings or a peacock or something like that. You know, a peacock looks like an attractive bird, but then it spreads out this tail and all of a sudden it's this magnificent thing. Mm -hmm. I kind of almost get that impression that it, it, it was hurt and then it drew in and it, it pulled up its energy or power, whatever you want to call it. And it, it was able to do that and, and to escape. 
but it didn't have to suspend itself there in front of my truck like that. No, it didn't. With yeah, a really could. good point, it could have just shot straight up into the air. Yeah, it just, it, it literally, like, it stared right at us, just looking me right in the eye. And, and it's, it's, I mean, I've had dolphins do that, not suspend themselves in the air, but <laughs> that's a whole nother show. Down in, yeah, really. <laughs> like, down in the Keys, I had a dolphin like, trying to speak to me and making all these, you know, purring and clicking sounds and whatnot. And obviously, I don't speak dolphin. But whatever it was trying to say was lost on me. So I don't know. Maybe it was curious. Maybe it just wanted to see what it was dealing with. Maybe it knew that there was a child in there. Maybe it, I mean, I've got the tooth fairy going on for my daughter. So it's good stuff. I mean, with you guys, I didn't know about the the second possible sighting. I, we certainly can't describe or talk about that as much as the first one. But considering that you guys have run into the obvious first very strange thing and then a possible second strange thing, maybe you really do need a, a little GoPro on the old dash. I'm actually, I think I'm going to do it. There's so much stuff around here. I mean, animals constantly. They're... I mean, just the fact that I literally have four-inch diameter cat tracks on my lawn. And the stride was probably 20 inches, I guess. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's that's a big guy right there. Yeah, I mean, 18, 20 inches. I would say 20 inches. It was, you know, boom, 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 boom. And at first I thought it was a dog's tracks, and I looked, and you could see the pads and the shape. And it was definitely a very large cat. So... And we've had a bobcat in the yard several mm. times, but this is obviously something bigger. You know, I, I don't expect to run into some sort of flying creature with insect like wings again, etc. I think it was a once, you know, one in a million shot, to be perfectly frank. Yeah. But uh, it, it was something to see. I mean, when I had Pam on about her fae encounters, and there's there's one for the insiders only, and then. You know, she's been on the main show a couple of times, but I think the the subject of the Fae is something that people have been, I've gotten more correspondence about those shows, to be honest, than any other. Uh, I mean, if there is something, it'd be a second, you know, close second, I'm, I'm sure, but I just think that these things, when... When people encounter them, I don't really know what else you would classify it as, you know, because these things also have been written about for so long that I, I just, I don't know. I mean, what else would you call that? Um, not that we're just assuming, yep, yep, saw a fairy in Pennsylvania. That's what it was. But anyhow, if anybody has anything similar, you know, and you want to be forwarded information, uh, I can forward your information rather to Max. Or, you know, get a hold of me. You can get a hold of him. What, what I know you're just trying to get the story out there. Like you said, just to kind of document it. People do forget things, so it's good that you did that. But um, the drawing. Is the drawing okay to use? I just wanted to double check with that. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Uh, it really kind of spells it out for people. I think they're going to understand better. Like, when I say, like, it was hard to see its body and whatnot at that distance. And- yeah. All that when we first saw it, we thought it was only. Or I thought it only had a wingspan of about two feet, and my daughter was saying that it was as wide as my windshield, which I, I found that very hard to believe. 
but we were at a place and we there were like a restaurant and there were tables and I backed up and I measured one of these square tables out at the distance that you know I saw this thing we saw this thing and it was larger than I thought which made sense because when I saw it standing up like I said it was about a foot tall and how could it have a two-foot wingspan when the wings which I saw plain as day were like four times its height like four times it was in terms of height does that make sense Oh, yeah. Well, and that thing is just a machine. It's built for flying, like you said. That, that's pretty bad to the bone, actually. Um, and yeah. it's probably more than a one-in-a-million shot that you guys saw that. Well, it it, it, it was it was crazy. I, I, I really, I walked in the house, and I was like, what was that? That was not a bat. Let's look up bats. Yeah, it's got to be a bat, but it wasn't a bat. You saw the wings. Oh, but it's a bat. Come on. That's it. It's funny about your wife. Does she still to this day go, I don't know what you guys saw, but <laughs> you're just way off. Oh, she, she cornered my daughter like a few days later because my daughter was like going on and on about it. And mm. she was trying to see if she was making up a story, if we were playing a joke on her or whatnot. I heard the conversation and my daughter was like, no, she was, I saw it. She was, I definitely saw something. Mm. She was, it was, and she said it was beautiful. That was her description. Oh. So... Uh, but you know, it, you got to keep in mind though, I've seen like, obviously did some research on this recently, like people saying they took pictures of fairies and all, and they're these tiny little things, whether, whether they're insects or what, or if they are something like that. But those things are minuscule. Now this thing was the size of a, of a, a red tailed hawk. You know, it wasn't little, little, I mean, compared to a person, it was small. Right. Let's put it that way. But you know, when you think the stereotypical Hollywood fairy, Tinkerbell and whatnot, it was not this creature. It was, you know, it had to have a wingspan that was pushing four feet if it wasn't. Did you get the sense it was a male or a female? Or oh, that's kind of a weird question. But My daughter thought it was a girl. Um, she said, she, you know, based on the, its shape and the shape of its face. Mm. I, if it was a girl, it was a very angry girl. <laughs> <laughs> Max um, always so, pissing off the women, huh? <laughs> uh, well, you know, we, When's that next book coming out? Damn it. Um. Oh, that was a <laughs> woman. But um, yeah, the, just, I just remember seeing the face and it like hissing at me or something, whatever it was doing. Mm. And, you know, it was very angry. And, and, uh, and I, like I said, at first I thought it was like an animal. I was like leaning into it. I was like, is that an animal? You know, like, 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 and your brain like sees something and, your your memory banks you're going to call it that start trying to ID it you know like what is this da, 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 you know yeah. it's not 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 you know and you come up with nothing you you're on empty you've exhausted everything known that you've ever seen heard of taken a picture of seen whatever and you know but when it jumped up and the wings went out like that and it was like like holding position you know then you're like what the hell yeah I, she, I can't even she imagine. Was so excited. It's cool though that your daughter had that reaction. Uh, that's 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 nice. It it is uh, it's nice to rekindle the magic a little bit. It's uh, easy to lose, and we all tend to do it and get really kind of jaded and skeptical. But uh, that she will never forget. It was great. It's a fairy, Daddy. It's a fairy. And then she was pointing, and then it went whoosh. I mean, it was fast. 
when it decided it was out of there, you, you barely saw it move. It was so quick. Did it like, glance up before it leapt up or was I, it looking up? I, I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Like, I, you know, its head was like proportionally very small to me, yeah. you know, from instance like that. But I saw it, you know, zip straight up and it, it was powerful. I don't think you'd never be able to catch this thing like a person running after it or anything like that. I would imagine, I don't even think a, a bird would have a very hard time catching it. Let's put it that way. Mm. A bird of prey, like a hawk or something like that, right. would never be able to, you know, because wow. this thing could suspend. You know, it can hover in place and then go from zero to 60 like that. I mean, it, it was holding position in wind. I think the wind was like 14 or 16 miles an hour at that point. And it was like right there, just looking at me. And yeah. Yeah. The only other bird, which you mentioned that can do that is a hummingbird. But you said that the, the vibration and the speed at which this thing's wings were going would be actually slower than a hummingbird. So Yeah. I could see the wings though. And I know what, I mean, we have hummingbirds in the backyard. I know what a hummingbird is, and there's no hummingbird in the world that's got a wingspan of four feet. No. Um, physically impossible. But uh, you know, hummingbirds don't have four clear insect wings. And they were ovals, though. Not like full ovals, but oval meaning like like they were they weren't tapered. Right. They kind of like went out and well, it's in the drawing that, that I, I sent you. Yeah, and I'll make sure that's the actual episode image. So there's no, uh, I can't find it. Where's the show notes? You know, somehow people can't find the show notes, even though it's right next to the, anyway, <laughs> it'll be the episode image. So that will be very easy for folks to find that. Um, thank you for sharing that. Uh, you know, I was, I wasn't picking too badly at you, I hope. Uh, but finally, you're like, you know what, forget it. Let's just, it's time. It's time to get it out there. So thank you for sharing that. No, it was my pleasure. I, I wish I could have, you know, had a picture or a video or something like that, you know, but uh, not, it's the last thing you expect to see driving home at night, you know, on a dark road in the snow, you know, in the rain, everything in the wind, I'm sorry. And all of a sudden, like, you know, crazy could start putting them like of course you have raccoons and whatnot there too i was gonna say put, put some stuff up on the on an awning or on the roof and nobody wants to climb up on a roof though really not the safest thing to do but i just find that the whole berry thing kind of interesting and i've heard other accounts of people leaving certain um i hate the word gifts or gifting because it reminds me of the whole that side of the bigfoot stuff but mm -hmm. uh, yeah just find that interesting you know you kind of try to make friends or appease them or, you know, just say, Hey, we're cool here. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I didn't see any point to be honest in going back repeatedly with the berries. I thought it was going to discourage my daughter if we did that. Yeah. And yeah. That's a good point. I just, uh, you know, and I, I felt silly too. Uh, you know, I'm talking to trees if this creature is around, it's not going to come down and say, hi, my name is Charlie, you know, or, or uh, you know, my name is Darlene, and I'm your resident fairy. And you, know. <laughs> you never know, Max. I mean, you saw the thing in the first place, so. I would have had a heart attack and <laughs> on the spot. I, mean, like, I agree. 
Yeah. Yeah, especially if it spoke. I'd be like, I'm out. I just, I, I'm going to run into a tree. I need to knock myself out if I don't pass out first. That would be way too much for uh, <laughs> our brains to handle. No way. Yeah. But if that was a fairy, then fairies are real. It makes things like a Bigfoot just seem so like, well, duh, of course that's out there, right? I mean, th- uh, that's so cool. I just love this story so much. Thank you. I'm sure plenty of Sasquatch have run into these creatures before. Yeah, I wonder Both. what they think of them. They probably try and eat them. Yeah, they just swat at them like gnats. Just... Ugh. All right, so before you go, though, of course... You mm-hmm. do you do write these little paleo fiction novels, so maybe we should just let people know about that since we're on, you know. I've I've never heard a two hundred thousand word book be referred to as little, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to say that a little like sarcastically, you know, I was just saying little novels. I gotcha. Yeah, I uh, the novels I write are it's are called the Cronus Rising uh series. And they are uh I mean, the hashtag that has been linked onto it is uh, Jaws Meets Jurassic Park. So people can, if you're on social media and you look up hashtag Jaws Meets Jurassic Park, you'll find the stuff right away. But uh, it's that's basically what they are. It's uh, prehistoric marine life being uh, alive in the present and obviously what happens when your oceans, which are fairly depleted with predators courtesy of all the whales having been killed and most of the sharks having been finned etc what happens when uh, some prehistoric marine life is released into a predator-free environment like that and what happens to the people that frequent those oceans and uh it's good stuff you know, got a pretty extensive following on facebook and stuff and uh, i'm very happy with the series what's the name of the page on facebook for folks oh cronus rising novel series and you can, of course, find those lovely books on Amazon. And I just have to say, since I have you as close to in person as we can do right now, thank you for my Kraken Volume 1 poster. Did you see how lovely it looks on my on my wall? I did. It's very nice. It, it is. Nice. It, mm-hmm. it is dominating when you walk into the room. It's just like, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, yeah, I love it. The painting was, that painting was done by uh, an Italian paleo artist, Davida. Bona Donna. I'm, I always have a hard time. I just now. tried to write that down and I really screwed that one up. Do it again, Davida. Davida Bona. It's Bonadona, if Bonadona. I'm pronouncing it correctly. Okay. Yes. Uh, and he is amazing. He actually did the uh, painting for the first Cronus Rising novel as well. Uh, but the Kraken one, Kraken Volume One cover art so far is my favorite. He's yeah. actually working on the cover right now or about to, I should say, for book five. And it's, it's going to be very exciting. It's a, a great concept for the cover art. And it's a, this is going to be the biggest book I've ever written, the current one that's coming out. So, uh, yeah, if people want to check it out or hit me up for a free chapter or something, by all means, feel free to. Oh, good invite. Yeah, watch out, Stephen King. <laughs> so, Max you know, so- is coming after you. Somebody was talking about that actually last month. Stephen King's name came up, and he said, "You." They were like, "You're not as successful as Stephen King, and you'll ne- and you never will be." I'm be honest, is that true? And I said, "That's true." I said, "But I'm better looking." <laughs> they were like, "That's true." <laughs> God, people are such a holes sometimes, aren't they? Yeah, well, you never know. rah rah rah. Oh, watch, 
Now, now some Stephen King fans are going to start like ha- haunting me after that comment. <laughs> the haters. Well, Max, thank you so much for coming on and sharing this story. I can't really, I can't say the Faye story or anything because we're not going to put a label on it, but that's the closest we've got. That's some core, whatever you want. You know, you could say, uh, is this what a fairy looks like or not? Or I don't know. You know, there, there are so many possibilities, but mm-hmm. it seems to fit the closest you can come with based yeah. on say the mythology is something like that but thank you so much for having me it was a pleasure well i'm so and so i was given this name by my parents i've been to such and such a college i've done these things in my profession i produce a little bark buddha says forget it that's not true that's some story that's all gone that's all past i want to see the real you you are now when nobody knows who that is because we don't uh, know ourselves except through listening to our echoes and consulting our memories. But then there's a real evil, and that again leads us back to this question uh, Who are you? That is the real We shall see how they play with this exam by the cohorts to get you to come out of your shell and find out who you really are.
Straight, 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 straight. 